It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard, six foot five frame, needing every bit of it. Oh, Hartman's still going. Inside the 10, and he is in for the touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinnen Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to get a front office view of what the Jets should do in the 2023 NFL Draft. So bring back one of my favorite guests. Always love picking his brain. Brilliant guy who has an incredible resume. You know him from being on the show a bunch of times. And if you don't know him from that, you probably know him from his many accomplishments. He, of course, was Jerry Reese's right-hand man with the New York Giants when they won two Super Bowls. These days, he's the executive vice president of ops for the XFL. He's also an analyst on the NFL Network, Mark Ross. Mark, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, always fun. Appreciate it. So, Mark, before we get going, a lot of stuff happening with the XFL, right? Got a playoff game, and uh, we got two teams that are already in. Just waiting for the two others to kind of secure a, a berth. And then the championship game is in May 13th down in San Antonio. So, so a lot of excitement. The D.C. Defenders is the number one team in the league right now. They're 7-1, and one, and Jordan Tomu is their quarterback. who will probably be the MVP of the league. He just plays adequate the next two games. But, you know, head, their head coach, Reggie Barlow, who we're real proud of uh, getting him from Virginia State and a uh, former NFL player with a Super Bowl with Tampa. So, yeah, just a lot of excitement going on, and we're, we're kind of proud of how things have developed so far. A lot of great stuff happening in the football world. we got the XFL rocking and rolling. The NFL draft is right around the corner, so I'm really glad to get a chance to talk to you about everything that's happening. You just mentioned the quarterback of the D.C. Defenders. He's somebody that could be in the mix potentially for an NFL roster spot, but there are a lot of other guys that are going to be in contention for NFL roster spots and a heck of a lot more coming up in this draft. The Jets aren't necessarily going to go quarterback early. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I find it highly unlikely. We do know that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and even Hendon Hooker are the guys that tend to be talked about as the early picks. And then you have later guys like Jake Hayner. Who do you like here at quarterback? What do you think in terms of the top? And then guys that maybe the Jets might draft later on, because it's possible they could grab somebody in the later rounds as a developmental prospect. Well, I think Bryce Young is, is special. You know, the, of course, we got to talk about the size. You can't talk about Bryce Young without talking about the size. But when you just talk about just, just when you evaluate him and the way he plays, he plays like great NFL quarterbacks play. And that's Mahomes, that's Burrow, that those guys that completely control the game and just have an outstanding feel for what's going on. I think a lot gets lost in size and arm strength and all that. It's really these those guys, which makes them so special, is their mind and how quick they process things and how they control everything or feel everything around them. And when you watch Bryce Young play, that's what he does. I mean, his his anticipation, his vision is is rare. His feel in the pocket is rare. 
and you know, to just to go with the live arm and the athletic ability, the movement and all of that. But the, he plays like those guys, and that's why I just think he's going to be a really good player. And whoever gets him will be fortunate to have him. And then you know, CJ Stroud is kind of the second guy. Um, of course, the developmental guys you talked about Richardson and, and Levis, and but that there isn't a, a deep deep group. And from the Jets, of course, you want to see who your first starting quarterback is going to be first. But you know, I don't think you know there's a ton of guys later on that you really want to say yes. You know, what will bring him in the mix to compete with Zach Wilson. What's the, what's the Zach Wilson situation now? Is he the developmental guy now? Second pick in the drafts now that developmental guy. So for the Jets, you're really looking at that of. Okay, are we going to take someone else to throw in the mix here, or are we going to think Zach still has something left to offer as a backup? Market wide receiver, you had a fairly deep class last year. And of course, in 2021, you had an incredible class of wide receivers Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase. All three of those guys have become among the best wide receivers in the NFL very quickly. This year's class doesn't seem to be as deep, and it doesn't seem to be all that top-heavy. I look at this, and the only guy that I see as a potential number one wide receiver is Jackson Smith and Jigba. There are some good players here, don't get me wrong. Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, and there are some guys that you can get in the mid to late rounds. Talk to me a little bit about whether you think I'm right here about Jackson Smith, the Jigba, and the overall state of this wide receiver class. And then who are some guys that the Jets could get, not just at 13, but obviously in the mid to late rounds that you like here? Yeah, just overall, this is not a good class at all. I don't see any number ones. You know, Jackson Smith, to me, is just a solid player. I don't see him in the – yeah, of course, the, the Garrett and, and Chris Olave say that Jackson was better. He's not better than those what those guys were. He did have the 95 catches when they were there, but when you watched Ohio State and you just watched – Garrett Wilson and the quickness and explosiveness of his routes and Alave, how he could just blow the top off of things with his speed and explosiveness. Jackson Smith doesn't have that. He's more of a possession guy, a steady sort of possession player. So, yeah, and then the rest of the group, there's just a lot of question marks about that. You know, Jordan Addison, who I love, is 173 pounds, and Zay Flowers is a good little slot guy, but he's 5'9". So Quentin Johnston is a big dude, but his hands are suspect. So there's just a lot of question marks about the overall wide receiver group. If you take one of those guys at the right value, the right time, then you say, okay, we've got a good player. But if I, if you're expecting any of these guys to sort of come in and be your number one receiver, you'll be disappointed. So it's more of a second, third round sort of group to me. I'd rather get a guy – similar to uh, Jonathan Mingo or Xavier Hutchinson, Jonathan Mingo from Mississippi or Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. I'd rather get one of those guys in the second or third round than take any of those sort of perceived top guys in the first round. So I, I think if you don't have a position, a need, as the Jets do, they've got a nice group there already, and you're just sort of letting the draft fall to you and taking a solid receiver who can contribute and play a role, that's really where you want to be in this draft. So. If the Jets did go that route, I think they'll get good value in that respect, looking at the lack of superstar potential with the top guys. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Tight end, there's no Kyle Pitts-level prospect here, but there's some pretty good players, right? Well, yeah, the tight end group is really good. Of course, there's no Kyle Pitts. The guy might have been the best tight end prospect ever. So, <laughs> you know, there's definitely no Kyle Pitts. But I, this is a really intriguing group for me. It's you know, Dalton Kincaid, I think, can be 
special as a pass catcher. I mean, his route running, his hands, ball skills, his feel for the game, I think is on par there with how you see Pro Bowl tight ends play in the league. Sam Laporta, I think, is a, maybe the most under one of the most underrated players in the draft with his his route running and, and hands and ability to kind of play like a big wide receiver there. You've heard tons about Michael Mayer and even a guy like Luke Shoemaker from Michigan and Cole Strange from Penn State, I think are going to be real and solid starting tight ends in the league. And, you know, the, the, the love for Darnell Washington and what he did at the combine, a lot of people are on that bandwagon. And a guy like Luke Musgrave, former basketball playing guy, been hurt, so but ultra talented. So a lot, a lot of intriguing guys in the top, in the uh, tight end position group. Mark, offensive line, a huge area of need for the New York Jets. I want to start with the tackles. In 2020, there was an incredible tackle class. You had four guys, and all four of them could have been the number one tackle in most classes. Andrew Thomas, who went to the Giants. Mekhi Becton, who went to the Jets. Jedrick Wills, who went to the Browns. And Tristan Wirfs, who went to the Bucks. This year, I don't see a tackle class like that. Peter Skronsky, very good player, but he might be a guard based on his arm length. Paris Johnson, pretty good prospect, but he's somebody that needs some development. Broderick Jones, a lot of work that needs to be done. Those are the three guys that most people talk about at tackle. Darnell Wright, a solid, steady player, but maybe he doesn't have that top-level ceiling. Talk to me a little bit about some of these guys because they could be in the mix for the Jets at number 13. And then if the Jets don't draft a tackle at 13 because everybody seems to think it's a done deal that they're going to draft somebody there, who are some of the guys they might be able to get a little bit later on, maybe with one of their second-round picks or in the fourth round or something like that? Yeah, you'll hear me say this a lot these position groups. I think corner is outstanding and tight end, as we just mentioned. But as far as that, the rest of the group's not a lot of star talent, star potential. And really, you'll see top 10, top five picks that, in my view, should be mid to late round, first round picks. But that's just the nature of the draft this year and the, the talent that changes every year. But in regards to tackle, you're 100% right where a guy like Skaronsky is a really good player, but he's probably a guard. You, you just worry about him out there on the edge and a lot of developmental guys from there on out. And this is a group where you'll see guys get taken or who've been rumored to get taken there. The, the, the Paris Johnsons of the world and Darnell Wrights of the world. Like, yeah, these guys are okay. But if you expect them to come in there and start for you, you'll be disappointed. They're going to need some time. So, you know, even Paris Johnson, his teammate there, Dewan Jones, a gigantic guy that plays right tackle. He's more of a later round sort of sort of guy. Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse. You know, those are sort of the guys that uh, – Anton Harrison, I love him from Oklahoma, just a steady, solid player. Those are sort of the guys that you're looking at that are not first-rounders that probably, you know, if you're looking at the landscape again, like do you want to take – a chance with a developmental guy in the first round or the second or third round. He'd rather go that route because the talent differential for me is not that different. You know, in, and in some regards, <laughs> some of those guys are better than some of these guys that get taken in the first round. Interior offensive line. The Jets right now have no functional starting center. They may sign somebody. Ben Jones and Connor McGovern have been rumored, but they're very likely to select somebody here in this draft. There are guys like John Michael Schmitz, who there's been a ton of talk about with the Jets. 
There's Steve Avila, who could be a guard or a center. Nobody's entirely sure. Seems like he's probably more likely to be a guard, but he does have center capabilities. Luke Whippler, the center from Ohio State, who grew up a Jets fan, maybe could be in that mid-round mix. Joe Tipman from Wisconsin. You look at the guard spot. I already mentioned Steve Avila. And then you've got somebody like Osiris Torrance from Florida. Big, strong dude. Talk to me a little bit about the interior offensive line class. Who do you like here potentially for the Jets, especially if they're looking at getting a center? Yeah, this is another group where, you know, kind of guard center group, you're just looking for solid dudes, and there's definitely no no uh, Nick Mangles in this group, let's just say. There, there's nothing there. These are just sort of a bunch of guys in me that, like, okay, they fill a role, they're decent, let's not get a speak. You know, there's, you know, kind of, butt-kicking sort of dudes, top superstar talents, and then just a bunch of solid guys all over the league, I guess, get you through games. And that's just kind of how I see this group. I think Joe Tipman is the best interior guy of all of these guys. He's a big, strong, thick uh, guy that plays with good technique and football instincts, you know, tough guy in there. So I think he's a, a definitely a day-one starter type of player, the type of centers you see playing throughout the league and, you know, Vila and Torrance will be really solid. Cody Mosh is in that mix. So you know, just, just a bunch of sort of sort of ham and egg sort of guys in there that just fill in roles, and, but uh, not Pro Bowl sort of potential dudes in, in a mango caliber, if just using a Jets comparison there. How about running back? We know about Bijan Robinson, but then, of course, there are plenty of other running backs that could be had later on. The Jets have Brees Hall coming off an injury. Michael Carter had a very disappointing year. Bam Knight had a couple of nice games and then disappeared. So it's not entirely out of the question that the Jets could grab a running back here. Anybody you like later on? I kind of like Roshan Johnson. And to be fair, I am biased as a Texas fan, but he's one guy that I think could be an interesting prospect later on. Yeah, he's, you know, that's... um. When I look at his group, there's like two starters. That's Robinson. I love Jameer Gibbs. You know, he's one of my favorite players in the draft. And uh, just the skill set that he brings. But he's he'll be a late first, early second round pick. So, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that are just, just backup uh, sort of you know, depth backs in this draft. And you mentioned Roshan Johnson and Eric Gray from Oklahoma, Zach Carbonet from UCLA. Those sort of guys are all really – Build the roster sort of players, and that's that's what you're looking for. For the Jets, you're hoping Brees is is the guy, and he stays healthy. And Carter's a really good backup. When you look at those those guys, you know who's are they better than him? And you always have to look at that. You look at look at a draft. Like who do we have on our roster? How do they compare to what's in the draft? And then you set the value from there. So you stack it up, Brees and Michael Carter in this draft, and okay, how do how does this group look compared to who we have? Therefore, we're not really looking at a guy until fourth, fifth, sixth round, whatever it may be. So again, another position where the Jets have drafted well the last few years. They've got a lot of talent and a lot of depth in a lot of different positions, so they don't have to go into the draft being desperate. Speaking of positions where the Jets have traditionally done well in the draft, defensive line. The Jets have done very well over the years. Obviously, Quinnen Williams, Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams. They have a history of drafting guys in the first round and those guys playing pretty well. And there are guys that they've gotten even later on, run stuffers like Foley Fadakasi, who is a sixth round pick. I don't think the Jets are going to go 
defensive line with a 13th pick, although it's definitely possible. You can never rule it out. But who are some of the guys in this draft that you like that you think could fit in well with the Jets? Because they do still need some help there on the defensive line. Yeah, you always need D-line. You always need pass rush, and that's just the, the need. Number one, get the quarterback, and then, uh, all right, how do we get to the quarterback? And so you can never have enough pass rushers. You can never have enough big bodies up front there. And, you know, it, it's you're talking about a lot of intriguing guys. You know, not, again, another position where there's not certain stars or certain playmakers, but a lot of dudes with some potential to work with, and especially if they don't have to be the guy right away. And, you know, those are guys like Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame and uh, Tommy Adabare from Northwestern and, uh, you know, Byron Young from Tennessee and uh, Will McDonald from Iowa State. So, you know, there's a lot of intriguing guys that don't take them too high, don't overvalue them, but you get one of those guys at the right time, you know, you'll really be happy with what you've got and uh, play a role. You know, that's really what you want. Your guys that come in there and fit into a role at first and do this. And that's what you do. Go, go. We're going to put you in the third down and, and you're play thieves and, and go for it. And that's kind of the optimal situation that you want to have with a developing sort of talent and not have to throw them in the mix right away and expect too much for them. So uh, there's a bunch of those sort of guys here as well. Mark, I know last year the Jets took Michael Clemens in the fourth round, and obviously they traded back up into the first to get Jermaine Johnson. But are there any pass rushers here that you like, even if not at 13, maybe later on, some guys that could be developed into something? Yeah, even guy like Andre Carter from Army, he's got a lot of intriguing talent. Uh, you know, Felix Anduke Uzoma from Kansas State. You know, so there's a there's a bunch of those sort of guys in this draft that. Uh, Again, for the Jets, you hope your your guys that you drafted the last couple of years and are are the dudes, and then these guys are coming in to fill a role. We hear all the time about how this draft is very weak at safety, which is bad news for the Jets because they still have no free safety. And so you look at this draft, and beyond somebody like, say, Brian Branch, who they could draft at 13, but I don't think that's going to happen because they have other needs and they like to go at premium positions early on, there doesn't seem to be a lot of guys that you could draft and start day one at the free safety spot. Is there anybody I'm overlooking, anybody that you like here at that spot here in the draft? Well, not at 13, not this group, even Brian Branch. He's my fifth safety on my board. So I know he's gotten a lot of love. A lot of, he's been in mock drafts forever in the first rounder, but I don't see him as a first round pick by any stretch of the, the imagination. So my favorite player, actually, the two the two Illinois safeties are the two best safeties in the draft the, the, when I evaluated them. That's Sidney Brown and Jartavius uh, Martin. And completely different sort of player. Sidney Brown is just, I mean, the guy plays all over the place. You know, he doesn't look like your typical safety because he's short and stocky, but the guy plays fast. He is all over the, all around the ball, run and pass. The guy's got excellent ball skills. Uh, he really is a tough guy in the run game. So he's a player that you really can play all over the place with a lot of position versatility on the back end. And the guy just plays the game at a different speed than everyone else. And then uh, Jartavis Murray is just kind of your classic free safety type. They kind of play him at corner a lot, too, or slot, you know, wiry sort of build, 194 pounds long. So, you, you know, but he he can really run. He's got a lot of range. You know, got some 
developmental stuff to, to work with, but just as far as a, a talent and an athletic talent with speed and range, he's a guy you kind of look for to, to fill that free safety position. How about linebacker? That's another area where the Jets have a deep need. They've got Quincy Williams. They've got C.J. Mosley. But C.J. Mosley is coming up toward the end of his career. Quincy Williams still needs a lot of work when it comes to certain technique, especially in coverage. Who are some of the guys you think could help out there, especially some of the guys that might be good in pass defense? Yeah, at this point, a guy like Williams, if you don't have it by now, you're not getting better. And that's really, really, when you look at players, their skill set when they're coming out of college is pretty much what it's going to be. It's just how how well your strengths are going to overcome your weaknesses and mm-hmm. uh, how you can hide that. So, you know, this is a, another intriguing group here where if you're just talking about sort of space cover linebackers which you need now guys that cover a lot of space it's not about banging guys anymore and you know that's kind of getting a lost part the way offenses just play spread out all the time now and you know, Trenton Simpson from Clemson is I think the best of that sort of group where he can really run he's really athletic and you just keep him free and, and let him go and that, that's what he does really well and cover tight ends and you know enough to just get in the way with covering slot receivers and all and a, a guy like Demar Vion Overshawn from Texas, he could be a real sleeper to get laid. Another former safety who just plays really fast, covers a lot of space, plays hard. Uh, so, you know, those sort of guys, uh, you know, kind of fit that mold. You know, BJ Ojolari, he's you know he's sort of a tweener. Some teams will have him at linebacker, some teams will have him at edge. You know, a little bit of that mix of okay, what's the best thing to do with him? But another intriguing, just athletic talent that you'd have to work with and fit into the system of your D. So, uh, it, you know, some some intrigue here, but another group that's not super strong, not top heavy with a lot of talent. But you're really just taking guys and say, okay, what role can they play in our D? I really like Demarion Overshone, so I was glad to hear you say that. And again, I am a little biased as a Texas fan. Let's talk about the one group we haven't discussed yet, Mark. And that is cornerback. And the reason we saved this for last is because it's not really that big of a need. The Jets have Michael Carter II, who's a pretty good slot corner. They've got DJ Reed, and they've got Sauce Gardner. They went from having one of the worst cornerback groups in the league two years ago to now having one of the best. But you can never have enough capable players at that position. Injuries pop up. And also, anytime you can have guys that could stick with receivers and tight ends, and even running backs in certain cases, in today's NFL That's huge. You can never have enough of that, just as you can never have enough guys that can rush the passer. Talk to me a little bit about some of the players that you like that the Jets might be able to get past the first round here at cornerback. As you mentioned, this this is the best group in my view. When I evaluated, this is a deep, talented position group right here at corner. And just all depends. I, I think even into the third round, you could get starter quality players and there might be a huge run in the first with a bunch of these guys christian gonzalez and witherspoon and banks and but uh you know a guy like clark phillips from uh from utah utah who i just think is just an outstanding player just when you just look at guys that are just you hear me talk about this all the time just football players just doesn't matter their size speed weight whatever what they run this guy is just a outstanding football players, just as productive as can be, outstanding instincts, 
But uh, even beyond that, a guy like Cam Smith from South Carolina, uh, Jacory Bennett from Maryland, you know, the teammate of, of Deontay Banks there at Maryland, those sort of really intriguing guys. Julius Brents from Kansas State, a real big, huge, long guy that is a really good athlete. So, and then, and then there's a lot of mix of you got big, huge press guys like Ringo and Porter, and then you got really ultra athletic guys, and you got fast guys that are smaller slot guys. So, this corner, this corner group, if you need one, this is the year to really get one. But even if you don't need one on the top end, there's a lot of depth here. Mark, as somebody who was in a front office for a lot of years, I was curious about this because you mentioned how this particular draft class just didn't impress you that much. There weren't that many stars, just a lot of solid guys. If you were the Jets at number 13, and let's say Will Levis drops to number 13 and there are teams that are looking to move up, would you be more inclined in a trade down to ask for picks in next year's draft as opposed to this year's draft just based on the overall caliber of the players in this draft and what we're expecting to see in next year's draft? In other words, would you be looking for opportunities to stack picks for next year as opposed to this year? Well, it just all depends what the offers are. You know, it's easy. To, it's always easy when we read up the draft. Trade this, do that. Everyone wants to do that. But you also you got to have the, the trade partners to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the real time of what's being offered when you're on the clock or when you're about to be on the clock, whenever it may be. So yes, in essence, yeah, let's trade this 13 and next year we'll have the first pick, but it's always about what the real time offers will be. So whatever the best mix and match of that is at the time for the Jets, that's really how you have to approach it. Uh, So, you know, when you're looking at this team right now, Sure, they've got a lot of young talent, so you may want to push that forward to next year. But, uh, again, it's all about the Jets season. Just like last year this time we're talking about, hey, it's all about Zach Wilson and development. Now it's about are they going to have Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback and how do we build the team around that. So if he's on the team, oh, yeah, let's let's get these picks now. Let's get this going. Let's try to build something around this guy because this might not last too long and so a lot of variables still in play for the Jets about how they're going to craft this season. So with that in mind, being that I mentioned Will Levis before, you wouldn't consider drafting a quarterback at 13 given the Jets' current situation, right? Yeah, it's all about the player. And um, the, the concept is great to draft a quarterback, but it's about the player themselves. And I'm not a proponent of Will Levis, so you know, I would not take him at 13. Now the Jets may feel otherwise. They may feel it's all about with Joe Douglas and that staff. It was about these guys. And, yeah, sure, if, they're, if they love one of those next two guys, Richardson and Levis or a Hendon Hooker, then, yep, definitely do it. But they're the only ones that know that at this point. Uh, for, for other evaluators, other teams, for me, they are not worth that. So you, know, you don't want to be stuck again in the quarterback problem with a guy that's not the guy. And unfortunately for the Jets, we thought you had it solved. We thought we were good to go. And now it's all a state of flux and uh, chaos right now for how they're trying to build this team and what they do at the quarterback position. But let's say there was a quarterback that they liked. As you said, let's say they like Levis or Richardson drops to 13, which I don't think is going to happen. And they like Richardson or they like Hooker, any of those guys. If it were you, would you consider drafting one of those guys if you like them, given the situation with maybe Aaron Rodgers coming in, Zach Wilson still being here? You would make that pick if it was somebody you liked? And those guys can get you where you need to go and your mm-hmm. whole organization is on board. Of course, you have to take the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't say, 
we're hoping Zach does it. We're hoping Aaron Rodgers stays here for 10 years. It's like, nope, this is a guy we feel as if this, let's just say Anthony Richardson is a guy that can win us a Super Bowl and he's right here at 13, then you have to take him. Mark, real quickly before we run, any Jets-specific thoughts heading into this draft? Is there anything in particular that you would be looking to do? Any players that you like specifically, really like, for where the Jets appear to be headed? Uh, well, they need to get a quarterback. <laughs> How about that? I don't think you know. So everything goes from there. They could draft 10 whole favors in this draft, and they still don't have a quarterback. So uh, go get a quarterback who can go compete, and everything else will fall from there. It's pretty. It's pretty basic scenario for the Jets, and it's not about that particular quarterback talking about it on on podcasts, and it's not about your GM at parties talking about getting it done. It, it has to get done at some point, and it's still not done until it is. Uh, it's going to be a lot of question marks for that organization. Mark Ross, NFL Network, Executive VP of Ops for the XFL, and of course, longtime right-hand man to Jerry Reese in the Giants front office. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Always a blast. Appreciate your insight every time you come on. Looking forward to having you on again after the Jets actually make these picks and we can go over what they did. In the meantime, for people that are looking for you, maybe on social media or want to check out what's happening with the XFL, what's going on with that, and when are you going to be on NFL Network? I know that as the draft gets closer and closer, you make a lot more appearances. Yeah, well, I'm on Path to the Draft, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, uh, 6 to 7, and uh, NFL Now, actually dealing today, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 to 2 on NFL Now, and the week of the draft, be on NFL Plus pretty much all uh, hour before the draft, all throughout the draft, after the draft, and uh, so that's uh, where I'll be, where you can check me out. Make sure you check out everything Mark's doing. Check out everything we've got going on at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has some awesome all 22 breakdowns up there, including the two newest Jets wide receivers, McCall Hardman and Alan Lazard. So watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. It's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com And be sure to give us a five-star review For the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time as it costs you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go That's Play Like a Jet Digital And playlikeajet.com <laughs>